0: want to do God's will. What you're seeking is a blessing from God. You must expect a miracle. You have the power of choice.
1: Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Welcome to Life Today Live. In case you haven't noticed, uh, it is in our culture Pride Month, and we're gonna we're gonna talk a bit about, about like that. I need to set the table real quickly before I get to my guest. Um, you know, uh, recently, very recently, someone very close to me, a loved one, was diagnosed with cancer, and uh, she had s- surgery, and then weeks, several weeks of radiation, and just last week rang the bell, cancer-free. Wonderful time. We're so thankful. Uh, you know, I'm glad she had a doctor who went in and said, here's cancer, we have to get rid of it, uh, or... It, it, because if you leave cancer, uh, you know, unchecked, it it'll, it'll kill you. Well, there's there is a spiritual cancer, and we have a good God who wants us to flourish, who wants life for us. But there is a spiritual cancer called sin, and it's a good doctor that comes in and says, "Look, this sin will kill you spiritually, and so we need to get rid of it." That is a good doc- a bad doctor will say. Don't worry about it. Ah, it's really not cancer. You're fine. You let that go, you're you're in trouble. And, and th- it's true in the body uh, with cancer. It's true in the spirit with sin. And so when we approach Pride Month, when we approach homosexuality and all the other alphabet letters that go with it, we are simply saying this is this is sin because that's what the Bible says, and it will destroy you spiritually. And we don't want that for you and that is that is being a good doctor in a sense and so that is the spirit in which we approach today's conversation my guest is Stephen Black uh, and I'll let you him tell you uh, more about himself but he has a ministry where he is dealing with this on a regular basis because God's equipped him and and put him in, in a position to speak on this topic uh, and, and so I, I look forward to hearing from him again. Stephen, great to have you back on Life Today Live.
1: Oh, thank you, sir. It's good to be with you.
0: Let's jump right into this because um, it's it's very aggressive. It's an aggressive form of cancer these days. Uh, you know, here in Dallas, we just had a, a, like, drag your child to Pride, or I think is what they call it, where they took children to a a bar, which is illegal, um, and in had drag shows for them. Of course, the you know the Tampa Bay Rays, baseball professional baseball team. Some of the guys didn't want to endorse uh, homosexuality, you know, because they recognized that it's sin. At least that's their worldview. Uh, and now they're being lambasted for not promoting something. It's you know, it's not just being said, "Hey, leave us alone, let us live our own lives." Now you have to say it's good. You have to actively promote it. You have to publicly wear it on your sleeve, literally sometimes. Yeah. What is going on?
1: Well, you know, the there's been about a 30-year process of acclimating the American culture to absolute acceptance. We're there now. Um, you know, with the uh, passing of what is so-called gay marriage, uh, the idea now is the next step to bring about what they call the Equality Act, which is to make uh, LGBTQ and the plus sign normative to heterosexuality, so that that would be permeating at every level of education, of sociology, uh, in all of our uh, ways of uh, interacting with one another in this culture. It will affect housing. It will affect affect employment, banking, insurance, that everything must bow down to what is a religion. Actually, it's secular humanism, that LGBTQ belief uh, that, you know, the T that you can actually change and XY, a male, to an XX female which is biologically impossible, but it is a religion. It's a belief system. It's an ideology. And so it is based in secular humanism. And now this is being forced on the American culture at every single level. Uh, We have every single cartoon uh, avenue, Fisher-Price, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, Disney, uh, every avenue of um you know communicating with our children in what was supposed to be an innocent world of cartoons is now being promoted with lgbtq Mm -hmm. now this didn't just happen in a vacuum this has been planned by the human rights campaign uh the gay biggest gay lobby in the world out of washington dc they are a lobby and they they even have what's called the faith-based initiative. And so they want to permeate the church, all the culture, all the education systems with normalizing this. So it it takes it to the next level and people should understand that plus sign. And before people want to start labeling me hateful by even, by even communicating these things, you know, I lived as a gay man for, for eight years. In my most formative years of development of sexuality psychologists would say someone like me cannot exist but here i am 40 years later as a married man to a woman for over 36 years with three adult children and three grandchildren and i've been helping people overcome homosexuality for over 30 years so i'm not hateful i understand really what what's behind all of this, but I also have been called upon by God to deal with some of the policy and political activism against really the gospel of Jesus Christ, and so yours truly has just filed a lawsuit with six other plaintiffs uh, against the president and Nancy Pelosi concerning the Equality Act, because if they pass the Equality Act, that will fundamentally transform the United States into a secular humanistic religion as a state religion, demanding that the church has to bow down to LGBTQ.
0: Okay, wow, some big news right there. Uh, That will be interesting to watch. Uh, Josephine, by the way, chat is open, uh, and Josephine, I will get to your question. It's a very good question, Uh, but I I want people to understand a little bit uh, about what you mentioned there—the human rights campaign, that Washington D.C. lobby that existed for years pushing for gay marriage—when I don't know, you probably know this, but when I read this, I—I I was, it was, I found it interesting and surprised, and also you kind of go, "What's going on?" Because here's what happened: once gay marriage was well, it wasn't passed because no state ever voted for it, but once Obama basically right. legalized gay marriage as as the president, um, that lobbying organization had achieved its goal. It was a multi-million dollar organization. Since that time, they have actually increased in the amount of money that is they're getting to push their agenda. Well, gay marriage has already passed, so what's their agenda? Well, it's what you're talking about, Stephen. Uh, and, And that, I think, should be cause for concern because we have right there in next to our government federal government a very powerful and well funded group that is actively pushing all these things and we're seeing it in the pressure that it's putting on people and people just wanting to be left alone but now they have to you know go along to get along and we're seeing the fruits of it um we can't all sue the government how do we How do we
1: deal with this? Well, again, we're going to need some courageous pastoral leadership, uh, uh, very courageous elders and men of God to say enough is enough, uh, that we believe in a different type of world system uh, that is a biblical worldview that actually there is a God of creation and you know, get a tough skin because the mocking and the scoffing and the level of persecution is going to become more evident as we are seeing in the European nations, but our nation just to the north of us. Canada has now passed a law that anyone doing the kind of ministry work that I do, it's labeled conversion therapy ministry, is now a criminal felony offense five years in prison if I do what I do in Canada, if I don't stop. And certainly if I proclaim on the airwaves that homosexuality is sin and that there is a freedom from this, then you are in big trouble in Canada. And people are very naive to think that this is not the agenda of the LGBTQ political activists coming out of the human rights campaign in Washington DC they are like you said they're extremely well funded with millions of dollars oh, yeah. to to push this this new um promotion and they're they're really trying to get our young people when barnas report came out last october that 60% of all across even church denominations or whatever, uh, demographics of 25 years and younger believed, 60% believed that we should be embracing gay marriage. So this is like what we had the epidemic with abortion. Now this is an erosion to really destroy what is uh, God's divine intention for family, one man and one woman, and a covenant marriage relationship at bringing forth natural and beautiful offspring to fill the world and now there's an attack on this on every level there is more uh, evidence than ever before that this is a direct attack on femininity and women and children with drag queens and with the uh, transgenders entering into sports and the the level of really honestly attack on women and children we should be looking at this as like a war on the family. And uh, it's very subtle. It comes across with lots of manipulative communication and gaslighting yeah. and p- trying to manipulate, put people in their place by yelling at them and telling them that they're unloving, unkind, mm-hmm. homophobic, intolerant. And you've got this even going on in the church now. And now you have these mama bears that are out there proclaiming that we just need to love and hug the LGBTQ because they're hurting people. And, you know, so this is being promoted in every level of our society from kindergarten on up to actually brainwash and make people believe that this is a loving and compassionate thing when it really is an assault on the family and the church, the gospel of Jesus Christ.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, okay. I want want to deal with several of the base arguments that are used uh, by those who advocate uh, all the various things around homosexuality and transgender. And, you know, you would think a little common sense when you realize that the best female athletes are all men, (laughs) just the average person is like, something's off here. You know, something is off here. I want to show the people your website. Uh, This is First Stone Ministries. Uh, And, you know, people can go to that for resources, for information. You introduced me to quite a range of people with life experiences. Tell me a little bit about the ministry and the staff you have, just so people can know where you're coming from.
1: Yeah, we, uh, everybody on our staff has been touched uh, in one way or another by the sin of homosexuality. And um, you know we we also have a an administrator who is an intersexed person who has Kleinfelders XXY. Uh, we have a staff member, Laura Beth Perry, or now is Laura Beth Schmaltz. She just got married a couple of weeks ago, oh, yeah. and uh, she was a female to male transgender. Uh, eight years ago, God got a hold of her, started uh, working, and bringing her back into repentance and turning back to the beauty of how she had been created female. And as a result of that, she ended up getting married. And then we have uh, survivors of childhood sexual abuse—the kind of childhood sexual abuse that usually people cannot even live. Uh, the level of debauchery and 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 just heinous abuse. We have men that have been uh, completely uh, set free. Uh, we did a survey uh, when Alan Chambers communicated to the world that nobody changes on Oprah's for Oprah, Oprah Winfrey's network. Uh, That We did a survey of 25 years of client folders. And we found out that out of the 1,200, we were able to contact 500. We got the stats that 72% of the people that went through our ministry that gave at least one year, many of them more than one year in recovery and pastoral care and support group, came away living a life, surrendered to Jesus Christ and living a life free from labels. In other words, they're not doing the, you know, the revoicing or the Metropolitan Community Church calling themselves gay Christian. These are people that have now gone on to live uh, fully for Jesus Christ. 72% of the people that we have ministered to that did at least give one year and so, you know, the idea that people can't find lasting freedom, it's its not the truth. Mm. Uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ really does change lives. And so that's been our experience, and that's the hope that people should have that ministries like First Stone and many other ministries around our country are doing a wor- really precious work of grace mm-hmm. uh, in, in people's lives and we get to see things. I mean, Brady, I get to hear stories all the time of people in my office behind closed doors that Jesus Christ is setting free and turning their lives around. It's it's a beautiful work uh, that yeah. we do here.
0: I love it. We're, we're talking to Stephen Black, founder of First One, First Stone, rather, Ministries. Uh, and by the way, when we talk about this topic, Some strange things tend to happen on the social medias. Uh, If you want a a clean copy of this interview, it'll be posted later to rumble.com. So our channel there is Life Today TV, rumble.com slash Life Today TV. And there'll be a clean one on Lightsource.com. We're live on Lightsource, but there's a re-upload and you'll get a, a clean, listenable, not breaking up kind of file. If there's some trouble, I'm getting some reports out there and some of it's just internet, but. There's some things that happen when we talk about this. All right, let's hit some of the arguments. Number one, God created me this way, gay, transgender, whatever, and God doesn't make mistakes. Stephen Black, how do you respond to that?
1: Well, I respond to that as you're you're right. God has created you. Uh, But as a fallen human being, uh, our granddaddy Adam Uh, gave the world over to sin and destruction. And as a result of that, there are uh, ramifications. And the ramifications are that some of us, like myself in my development and my environmental factors had some uh, situations that brought about a propensity towards homosexuality. Some of that was in my own fear and insecurities. But so we see that in personality, uh, but we also see that in development, environmental factors. Now, when somebody wants to try to use the genetic argument, uh, we now have science on our side with the John Hopkins University of uh, uh, Atlantis a Journal, uh, the John Hopkins Hospital. Uh, They studied this in 2016, showed conclusively that no one is born gay. Then the largest study ever done on genetics called the Genome-Wide Associative Study that came out in 2019 with 477,000 people it revealed that there are no gay genes. Hmm. So there is no genetic disposition towards homosexuality. Science has already conclusively shown that. But there certainly are environmental factors and sin propensity that we see biblically that can lead somebody into the grossest forms of sexual sin. And I was the chief of sinners in that regard. So no condemnation, no stone throwing. The reality is, is that Jesus Christ really wants to save even the chief of sinners like myself, and give fullness of life.
0: You know, uh, a mutual friend of ours, Dennis Jernigan, once yeah. said to me something that really stuck because I thought it was a profound truth, not just in the area of, of sexuality, but across the board. He said, none of us choose how we are tempted. But we all choose how we respond, and and That's I true. think yeah you like that one. <laughs> I think
1: I do. I uh, like it a lot. It, of course, it, I love Dennis. He you know he's a good friend. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, but but and that goes. You, you can go read the book of James. It's it's short. If if you want to see this process, temptation's not sin. Jesus was tempted in every way and never sinned. And James walks through the process where it goes from temptation to sin and then to death. And what we're saying here is yeah you have you might have a temptation we all have some kind of temptation and there are people who don't even want to be tempted by same-sex attraction but they are and we don't need to condemn them but we don't need to affirm them we need to help them in that intervention between temptation and sin and death and that's what stephen does and that's what that's what jesus does and so you know Randy, we should
1: also have great pity because just like dennis's story and my story and more than 70% of the men that I've ministered to in 30 years were sinned against sexually molested, prepubescent little boys molested. And so there is a great causality. And so when we see these wildly active gay men on these floats and these gay prides, um, you need to realize they were one, one, one time they were a little boy and most of them were sexually molested
0: well and and the sad part is now they're sort of repeating the process. They're keeping the cycle going with with exposing them to public nudity and sex acts and drag queen shows and sto- drag queen story time hour and the books they're putting into as as young as you know five year olds and it's yep. it's insanity to me that we would perpetuate this. And as Christians, again, it's the good doctor that steps in and says, no, that cancer will kill you. We're saying that sin is a spiritual cancer that will kill you spiritually, which is the worst death than physical death, and we don't, we don't, want, to, we don't want you to, to die eternally. Uh, and, and that's where we're at. Here's a question for you that we hear all the time, and I think, I, I mean, I kind of laid the foundation for it, but oh, if you don't accept me, well, it's gone from If you don't allow me to be who I am, who I want to be, to if you don't accept me, and now, to if you don't advocate for me, then you're just filled with, with hate. And Jesus was all about love. You should be about love. But you're full of hate if you don't advocate for my lifestyle. My sinful lifestyle.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's upside down. You know, our very uh namesake for ministry comes from the gospel of John, chapter eight. And that passage of scripture is even maligned by saying, Hey, don't jubby man, you without sin cast the first stone. But the finger of God. Jesus wrote on the ground, and when we see the finger of God in Scripture, it comes right back to the Ten Commandments, and that he is a God who has moral law, and moral law has never changed. And even in that story, the woman who was caught in the very act of adultery, and it would have been true of the man too, um, were condemned to die. But because there were not two or three witnesses, Jesus and his great wisdom struck the heart of all of those, you know, judgmental Pharisees. And he said, you are without sin, cast the first stone. Well, there was no one there to condemn her. And Jesus came, as we saw, you know, five chapters earlier in John 3, Not to condemn, but to say, to bring salvation. And so I remind people all the time that Jesus came to fulfill the law and that he did not change the law, especially moral law, and that all of us are deserving of death and that woman was deserving of death. And Jesus came to save and he said, neither do I condemn you. But he said something so important as he calls for a repentant lifestyle. Mm -hmm. He said, go, And sin no more. And in another passage of Scripture, Jesus warns, go and sin no more, lest a worse thing comes upon you. And so the Lord is so full of mercy and compassion in regard to sexual sin. He means business in that he wants to protect us from a life being destroyed.
0: There was one person there who was without sin. Unable to cast the first stone, and you're laughing because I know you know this. And that that was Jesus. He was the only one there who could cast the first stone. And what he was saying is, "I want to extend mercy to you." And that's what that's what he does, and that's what we do. But he also said it, as Stephen just said, "Go and sin no more, or it'll get worse." you know taking lessons from two different passages but in that when he said just stop sinning and we're saying look we want to extend god's mercy to you if you are struggling with same sex attraction if you're in that lifestyle style now maybe you are just did a gay pride parade or you're scheduled to or you're doing a drag show we're not here to condemn you but we're here to call out the sin that will destroy you and say there's a way out there is hope that is the very definition of love. Here's the question from Josephine, who had a really great question, and this is one that I think a lot of us struggle with, and and that is that, that there are a lot of people who don't recognize God's Word as having any kind of authority. They'll say, you know, it's written by man, or it's fiction, or it's not applicable today. What, whatever dismissive, you know, that they, they use, they don't recognize Scripture as having any authority. And then it goes into some of the same things of you, you just hate, you have to accept everybody. You have to love everybody, which I'm going, where do you get that authority? If you don't, you know, but so it comes from the worldview that you started the conversation with, which is a secular worldview, uh, human centered, I'm going to decide what's right and wrong. Do what's right in my own eyes. The Bible says, how do you address those who just reject scripture and, and God's authority? Don't even recognize.
1: Well, two. God. I think probably two prong. First, we try to uh, be relational uh, to um, you know. That's good. Depending on the the scenario, if it's a family member, extended family member, friend. To be relational to be the presence of the gospel in the way that we live our lives. But uh, another great tool we have, like we've used the God of Wonders DVD, we've used um, science that points to like what Paul reminded us from Romans 1 in context of this very sin in that there is a God of creation. And so when you start looking at some of the science Now, even some of the the greatest scientists in the world are communicating, we could not have evolved, that there is creative intelligent design or intelligent design. And so it allows us to point back to the wonder of the creation. And once you can get someone to just believe that there's a God, then you can start ministering the truth about the chaos that they may be living in. You know, a lot of people in dealing with identity, um, and I think probably every person in LGBTQ plus sign is dealing with some form of an identity conflict or identity issue, and they need to know who they've been created by. Mm -hmm. And 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 His loving plan for them, and so we very carefully, very kindly, sometimes with great long suffering, continue to reiterate the beauty of the creation and that they have been fearfully and wonderfully made. It began as an embryo uh, with you know one one cell here, one cell here uh, in conception, and God had a plan for you. And the Bible even speaks to this. And lo and behold, with even many teenagers that we have ministered to and, and people in their 20s, when they have to really wrestle with the science on biology and even anthropology and sociology and world history on these issues, there's a conclusive pointing back to there is a God. And, uh, and once you're able to do that, then you're able to make a segue um, to maybe, getting them to repent and turn to the Lord Jesus Christ Mm
0: -hmm. yeah Stephen this has been a valuable conversation Uh, and it it, the part of me wants to react I think out of the flesh which is not always good in in sort of an anger of striking out but I got to go back to the scripture you know when we talk about pride the most Misquoted scripture, one of the most misquoted scriptures. Pride uh, goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Pride is not good. Uh, To fear the Lord is to hate evil. He hates pride and arrogance, he says. Uh, And when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. And then James talks about God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And that's what we're here to say. We want you to have the grace of God in your life. For healing for wholeness for happiness, uh, but we're not going to call sin good, and that's sort of the bottom line. I want to give you the last word, Stephen. Is there anything you want to mention that I failed? Yeah, to? yeah,
1: you know, I, I want to tap right into what you said biblically, and that is, you know, we really are about the real love of God, the agape love of God. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 love is not proud Hmm. and those who are proclaiming pride are not proclaiming love at all and they say they're loving they're not loving and we have to get back to walking out humility
0: it's good it's good all right firststone.org is the ministry if you want to reconnect you know connect later with stephen black uh and by the way what uh your your book i'm blanking on the name of it it's a yeah, really good book
1: freedom realized yes freedom and it realized. has its own website too freedomrealized.org
0: freedomrealized.org okay good, great resource for people that want to follow up they need a little help uh and i appreciate you and everything you're doing by the way if if you care about this and stephen didn't ask me to do this i usually don't but support his ministry because thank you i mean the whole culture is running counter to what he's trying to do and if you want to make a difference get out there and, and help them. firststone.org appreciate you guys hanging out uh steven absolutely appreciate you and all that you do
1: yeah thank you sir i appreciate you too so much thank you so much
0: thanks for watching thanks for hitting share hit like subscribe hit follow don't be afraid to hit share you might get some grief online but we gotta we gotta be clear in our voice uh and come with truth and grace and you got a little bit of of that we need to get uh, both of them fully that's what we're here to do all right more great interviews this week next week keep coming back uh, love doing this love talking to people and sharing it with you and I appreciate you guys out there in the audience uh, so keep coming back and uh, keep hitting share we'll hopefully encourage this world and point them to Jesus Christ that's what we're here for We'll see you again next time here on life today live